0: Grinding, L like hit me, said it's all about the timing shot it. If you want the vision, get the spinning My mama told me trusting God is never limits Now I'm on the scoreboard, running up the digits I put in work, you know I'm up to get it Early bird gets the wiki Honestly, it's on record um, But no man, first off, thank you for allowing me to come into your space And, sure. you know, do everything Yeah,
1: I've known you for, for a very long time since you were seven six around that yeah around that time yeah so it's
0: the the cool part that i tell people about having uh you know a dad that's a coach is they ask how many family members have you had or do you have in your family and i'm like i have a sister but i feel like i have you know hundreds of brothers hundreds um so being able to have the opportunity with him coaching you and grow up with you guys i feel like i've Establish some relationships here and there with a few players that come in through each class. And I would say first and foremost, you were probably one of the ones that I remember to start with him coaching and not to go too in depth, but obviously you played baseball. Baseball took up a lot of your life. Very good baseball player. Um, Tell me what it was like to be, you know, in that situation. Cause I know you got into a transition period with going to play under my dad Mm -hmm. at some point. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that and what it was like to go from one coach in this case to, you know what it was like to be
1: coaching under or coached under Coach Reyes. You you know going from a, a legend as uh, Art Green is uh, to your dad, um, it wasn't that much of a difference. You know, the both had knowledge of baseball similar. Um, you know, obviously Reyes was a lot younger, and we related to him a lot more. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, it wasn't much of a difference. The knowledge of both coaches were there. And uh, no, it, it it was a easy transition for us. You know, it wasn't much of a a gap or anything because he was still his assistant um, for many years, and then he just took over, and it, I felt like it was just a smooth transition
0: yeah i i look at the clipping because i remember for a while he had it hung up and yeah um with the, his arms crossed oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. shades on uh-huh. and uh i thought it was interesting because i looked at the age and i think he was around what i am now 26 27 <clears throat> years yeah, old it was it was, so, he was a young yeah so way back in the day <laughs> <laughs> thanks uh shout out to my dad for having <laughs> him here too for being able to set up with me but um that has to put a lot of things in perspective though right like obviously there wasn't all the days that you were playing for him, that you agreed with everything he was doing. Like I'm sure there was areas where, as players, you guys felt like, "Oh man, maybe this could have been done differently." Or
1: you know, there align well. There was a uh, some hiccups because we were so used to being coached a certain way, especially yeah. with Art Green, um, and. You know, we butted heads and, you know, that's what people, you know, and families do. You know, you're a brother, your sister, you're going to butt heads with them over certain things. And I felt like since we, we related so much that it was going to happen yeah, and it it was inevitable. But I mean, it wasn't anything that we could talk about. We, we couldn't talk about. And, you know, we we patched everything up right then and there. And, you know, we moved forward. You know, our our, our goal was to get to a certain place and we felt a little bit short, but um no nah, he's 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 one of my good friends now, yeah you know, I, I, it's very rare to say something like that about your high school coach right. um but I look at him now as you know one of my closest friends and that's awesome, yeah. I think you know
0: having the opportunity to do something like that, and now looking more forward to the future where you're at now, and what I really try to work with in this case working with kids or working with people that I talk about um in my job about playing sports, I feel like the the strong point in playing a sport is you're always transitioning and pivoting into different areas. Yes. You know, there's a coach leaving and coach comes in. Uh-huh. You go from offense to defense. You go from a new role to a freshman to a senior who's a four year veteran. How has that helped you into present day with where you're at with your
1: your business? Well, you know, uh, uh, as us baseball players know, it's it's a game of adjustments. Yeah. You know, you have to adjust day to day bat to bat, you know, ground ball to ground ball, it's never the same. Mm -hmm. So, you know, going through all those levels of T-ball to travel ball, to high school, to college, you know, you're, you're adjusting every, every age range you are. And, you know, same thing as your job, you know, you you have one job and, you know, a different boss or different clientele, you know, throughout my whole um, general manager's years, you know, it's never been the same. Um, each day's is different. Uh, and I can't complain about it. I yeah. love it. No, that's a
0: perfect point to make. And did you always see yourself coming into an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial <laughs> mindset of I'm going to be the head guy? Or you, what was that like? You
1: know, it, it, it's kind of funny how I started because the way I started, I was managing the Telstra 12 movie theaters. OK. Uh, and I was just randomly golfing at New Mexico state one time and my buddy who was the GM there, he was like, are you looking for a job? I was like, yeah, I'd always love to be a bartender. Yeah, And uh, so the next couple of weeks I went in, applied, hired me right away. And then um, six months later, he found another job in Houston oh, wow. and I applied to run the golf course and I got it. And from there on, it's you it's said six months, six months. Jeez. So I was a bartender for six months. And just because of my history of running the theaters, they took my application into consideration. Yeah. And they gave me a trial period of a year. And then after that year, I was running the golf course. Wow. So, yeah. So six months I was running the golf course. I had a year under my belt and then I applied for the official general manager position and got it. Yeah. No, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, were you scared? Nervous? Uh, I mean, of course, you know, there's always a lot of responsibility, especially dealing with alcohol and, you know, um, so it's like I said before, it's never a dull moment. You always have to be on your toes. You always have to adjust to anything Mm. that comes to you because no day's the same day. Right. Yeah.
0: And with the trial period, I mean, I feel like it's kind of similar into stepping into like a in sports world where they say like an interim head coaching job Mm -hmm. where you're getting
1: watched every single day it's almost the exact same thing that was you know they 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 gave me an interim position yeah and they wanted to see the numbers and the progression and what i could bring to the table and that year was you know thankfully a good year and you know i showed some leadership capabilities and was able to do the things that they needed me to do and you know that that's ultimately why i feel like they gave me the job how old were you shoot i was young 24 25 that's crazy no i was i was younger i'm sorry wow 22 23 what yeah because i was there for seven years man
0: you're barely able to sell alcohol
1: yeah yeah i was there for seven years and then left there and i've been here for three wow yeah so i was 23 do you have, so now that you're, I feel like on the flip side, you're a little bit
0: higher now. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like when you see a 22 year old, or in this case, a 20 year old where we have, Los Cruces has a privilege of having a university tied and a community college. Do you ever see someone coming in at 19, 21 years old that has those talents and you maybe not take them as serious? Or do you feel like with your young, high, I would say rising achievement in the, let's say in your career, have opened, uh, an open mindset of seeing the young people be able to have these opportunities to become
1: managers. You know, in correlation to sports, you have to be coachable. Okay. You know, you have to go in with an open mind. You can't be stubborn. You can't, because if you're, if you're so narrow minded, you're not going to be able to grow. And in this industry, you have to look at whatever's happening around you. Mm -hmm. and in order to grow Mm -hmm. and so that's what I feel like with some of these young kids in 19s through the 22s like if you have an open mind and you're hungry and and you want to learn the sky's the limit Mm -hmm. but if you're very stuck in your own ways you know it's hard and you know myself I've been around those people you know because I've been around the block and you know I see the same result almost every time yeah you know and it's 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 knowledge and I just see, I don't see much younger people in my, I mean, I, everyone's young to me now, but I think that I would wish more people would want to pursue this industry, mm-hmm. especially the young people um, that would ask, aspire to be a general manager or own their own business. But um, I think, you know, slowly but surely these, these kids are going to start realizing that it's it's a fun industry.
0: Yeah. yeah. Now tell me about, cause I feel like you've been in this kind of head skip type position, what, what are your methods for, I would say, if you were to have an employee talk about you, what do you feel like your strengths would be as the head honcho or the manager?
1: I I go back to leadership, um, because I feel like a person in my position, you know, you have to lead in all types of ways, not Uh just, not just the guy holding the flag in the front, you know, you have to be able to lead from behind, you know, you have to, take these new employees and teach them and be able to be by their side and watch them grow. So, you know, you can lead from behind, you can lead from the middle and you can lead from the front. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think a lot of my employees from past and new and present uh, would say that about me that, um, you know, I'm a very strong leader and that's something that I take very true to my heart. Yeah. And it's, I feel like it's
0: a a quality that, some leaders lack sometimes because it's it's easy to feel like to lead from the front. But like you mentioned, as simple as, you know, maybe cleaning up the bathrooms at
1: the end of the night. You, you know, and especially in my position, you can't be, a sh- you can't shy away from throwing the chair ash. You. Yeah. you. can't shy away from washing dishes. Like I said, you lead from the back, you can lead right next to him and you can hold the flag in front and however Absolutely. you want to do it. So, you know. A lot of people would understand, especially general managers of a restaurant, like you can't be afraid to do anything. Mm-hmm. No job is is um, what's the word? No job is. I can't figure out the word. But, yeah, you can't be afraid to do any job. Yeah. Um
0: and I, and I respect that because I've, I've been around, not just coaches, but in this case, starting my career a little bit later than everyone just due to sports. I've seen, you know, the bosses that lead by I worked 20 years to get to this job and now I can finally just, you know, manage or mm-hmm. micromanage and there's nothing wrong with it. But I feel like as an employee. We look out for stuff like that or as a a player, like if we're if you're telling us to be up at five thirty and be, you know, in the restaurant by six and you're here at six thirty, we're going to talk shit about you. Yeah, sure. We're all going to talk shit about (laughs) you. And the little the the times you bring us in to have like, you know, camaraderie times or like we're not doing too well. And you're trying to tell us about, oh, you know, we've been lazy guys. There's trash over here. And it's like you're getting here at six thirty and we're getting here at six. So we're not even going to take you serious. And I will say that young people and, you know, defending in this case myself and other people, we are a little bit more cognitive and aware of what leaders are like. Yeah. Not to say we're perfect. Like, we'll be able to call it out. Some of us may not be able to get it taken or dished to us, but we notice when a leader's walking in doesn't support or have their employees back. Mm-hmm. And for you to do that, I feel like it makes the workplace a lot easier and a little bit more better to work in on those stressful times.
1: Yeah, it's an old saying, but actions speak louder than words. Definitely. you yeah. know, Um, So now, with you being here,
0: mm-hmm. where... It's it's a beautiful place. I know I've been here a couple of times but not really got to have the chance to spend, you know, a good amount of time just kicking back and, you know, looking at the scenery or looking at the the culture that you've built in here. Yeah. It's it's very friendly. What what are your people like that come in here?
1: You know, um I'm sure you don't remember, but back in the day this place was very the Blue Moon was very run down. It was a biker dive bar, very okay. dark and dingy and you know you were kind of sketched out coming all the way out here yeah. for a beer and you know it it was shut down for 2 years and when the owner wanted to pursue it i was like are you serious you know cuz i've heard all the stories yeah. and you know me and him we walked through and the biggest thing for us was trying to make it inviting you know trying to turn it into that family oriented place mm-hmm. where you could bring your kid and you could feel safe and it, it and you know, we don't allow any cuts or colors like that from bikers and some of them are okay with it and some of them are not. But, uh, you know, that's something that we stand by and we're proud of. Um, so we're we're happy to be that family place where people want to go and eat and uh, drink and have a good time and listen to live music. So that was always the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like in our year three now, we've achieved that standard. But other than that, it, it, that was just our main goal. Was it challenging to set that expectation? Early? Yeah, the first year was, um, um, we were, we were well staffed, uh, due to, you know, we were afraid that, you know, bikers were going to challenge us mm-hmm. or whatever. And, uh, but they understood, you know, and they were understood that it was under new ownership and we we're trying to go a different direction and we, they they come to terms that, you know, this is no longer a biker bar. You know, we still have our biker runs and everything and to support kids. Yeah. You know, that's, that's always a plus for us. But as far as the gang mentality and all that stuff, that's out the window. It's a bigger picture. Is, yeah. You know, it, you know, we had to do that. You know, we had to do that to survive because if we stuck to one demographic, then nobody else would come. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then obviously with,
0: uh, I feel like the the small town culture can also help with that too. Cause I feel like sometimes they do see the bigger picture when it comes to, it's more than just, you know, coming into a bar and, you know, representing who you are. It's being able to network and talk to people and feel for at home. Yes. So.
1: Yes, for sure. The community just loves to support, uh, local businesses mm-hmm. and we appreciate every little thing that they've done, um, in order to support us. So we we're very appreciative.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so looking forward and what you're doing out of being a manager or do you wear any different types of caps? Do you um, let's say, you know, you have your hobbies. I know you play sports. Yeah. What else do you do? Uh,
1: you know, I have a I don't wear a lot of caps here anymore. OK, uh, I have a strong team behind me that I give all the glory to because, you know, without them, it's it's I'm. I would never be home. I would never see my kids, you Mm -hmm. know? So I, I give them a hundred percent of my success because without them, I am, but I'm nothing, you know? And, you know, and and it allows me to enjoy my other hobbies, like playing baseball or, you know, coaching my kid. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm very thankful for the group that I have around me from my uh, assistant GM, Sam to, you know, my custodian, Jerry, I appreciate everybody, you know,
0: yeah no that's huge and t- touching on that hiring people do you feel like I, that's got to be up on the priority list right when it comes to taking the time to put in the effort to hire quality individuals to yeah. represent your business
1: you know the the restaurant industry just has a a, a knack for being a high turnover yeah um, job but i've always embraced that if you treat your employees right you, you acknowledge their successes, you know, they're going to treat you right. And I preach a very family oriented place. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had girls here that have bartended for me since we've opened. Wow. Um, and you know um, my kitchen crew, I've had two guys that have been with me since I've opened, um, you know, and it's, you're going to, you're going to fall out. Some people are going to have yeah. some other opportunities and everything. And we, we love that for them. But I preach the family because I want people that I can trust. And, uh, you know, having those people around me just makes my job a lot easier. Yeah. You're allowed to be present at home with your family. Yeah. Too. yeah. And, you know, my wife being one of them, you know, she's a bartender, Sky Rivera. Uh, you know, she's my bar lead back here and I have another bar lead, Samantha Padilla, who you know take the reins from behind that bar because, you know, behind that bar, that's a lot of money, man. Yeah. That's a lot of money going in, going out. And they do a good job of monitoring my other girls, um, you know, taking some inventory for me and, you know, without them, shoot, I mean, behind that bar is a million dollars. So they, they do a lot for me, man. And
0: also just interacting with the people. I feel like, you know, customer service is at its all time. Number one priority. Yeah. And, this. and
1: they, They deal with some people here that are characters and, you know, they always do it with a smile and, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know how they do it, but they do it. And that's why I will never be a server or a bartender, but they smile and they still do what they need to do. Yeah. That's that's a lot of patience. It very is. It very is. And, uh, it's, it's a talent honestly because the patience that they have and they're able to still do the jobs around them and multitask and Mm -hmm. make drinks over here and take food over there. It's, it's, nuts how they do it and you know a lot of people that have been here when there's 500 people here they're yeah. still doing it with a smile like i'm just like how do you guys do that and but so i just go in the back of the office and watch from, <laughs> from the security yeah. cameras but no but they're they're really good at their job um when you open this place
0: you know the vision I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure was to be at you know 500 or just a packed facility was that Challenging at first, or did you always trust that there was going to
1: to come that those people were going to come? We we didn't know what to expect. Uh-huh. Uh, there was no priors to go off of because it had been shut down for two years, and so we didn't know what to expect, how the community was going to receive us, um, who was going to come, and we were just blown away by the amount of support from the community um, to come out here and you know party all night and you know, just enjoy their time being safe. And it's been a constant busy since the day we've opened. It's got
0: to feel good too. I'm sure even leaving, you know, late nights, it's got to feel good.
1: Yeah. And you know, that first year, it was a lot of 120 hour weeks and, uh, you know, but we needed to see what we were dealing with Uh and, you know, we, we got a good grasp on it now and, you know, every busy night's a good night.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Um, would you consider yourself like a, a people person or extroverted?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, I love, I love greeting some tables, you know, I, I'm not as afraid to shy from a conversation. Um, you know, if anybody wants to ask me anything, I'm, I'm an open book. So, uh, but no, I'm a very, very much so people person. And
0: now to look at some of the the highlights that you've achieved in the last years, I'm, we're sitting behind us. You, you have your, you know, bulletin's best of the Messiah Valley. What, tell me a little bit about these awards or accomplishments that you've uh, you got you have received and you know what that means to this bar
1: yeah i still need to put up 2023 um uh, but yeah there's about seven more plaques that i need to put up um but no that's you know that's the community right there for you um they they acknowledge what we're trying to do here um and we appreciate everything that they're doing for us so, you know, that's a big shout out to the community. I mean, that's all fan favorite voting. Like, that's none of wow. us. That's just all community. Um, and like I said, I got seven more to put up. Um, but, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a blessing. Yeah. Uh, and you, with the challenges, too,
0: like you mentioned, with it closing down early on, and then not only the fact that we're sitting 22 to 25 minutes out of Cruces. <laughs> yeah was that something that you were able to take on by yourself or did you feel like it was a full team? Everyone's on board. We're just going to go straight forward on
1: this. Uh, It was 100% a team effort all from our marketing. um, You know, Dana Jorgensen, she does an amazing job with our social media um, who is now our booking manager as well. um, You know, to Ronnie, the owner, knowing half of Las Cruces Mm -hmm. um, and you know, myself coming from, you know, the golf course and the theaters and, you know, the hot dog stand to here, you know, we, I've, I've known a, a lot of people in my life and, you know, the destination was concerning of course. Yeah. um Because, you know, Radium Springs, not that big. So there's, but it's, it's a very blue collar culture out here, yeah. you know, hardworking people and, you know, that's what we, you know this bar. You know was envisioned. You know that blue collar people. But honestly, you know we get a lot of people from Cruces and Hatch, and mm-hmm. but you know a big shout out to El Paso. They come all the way over here. You know every weekend um, to just be a part of this bar. And that's you know, awesome. It's, yeah, it, it's it's cool, man. It's cool. A lot of people from everywhere come down here because they've always they've heard of the Blue Moon. Yeah, uh, yeah. So from Phoenix to to Lordsburg to silver trc of course you know all around us you know they they come down here and we appreciate each and every one of them so with how
0: high you know do you guys have set your accomplishments and you're able to achieve certain things what's next like what where does a bar get too high for you know this place
1: yourself that's a very good question there fob and you know there is no bar you don't i don't want to set a limit to this place mm-hmm. you know i feel like we can improve every month I feel like we can improve every day. I feel like we can improve every week. Um, but going back on, you know, having priors and those knowledge of what we did versus the numbers that we got from that week, you know, how can we improve on this next year, this fiscal year, this fiscal quarter, you know, how can we take from last year's fiscal quarter and make it better? So I would never put a cap on, you know, my business or what I do here. Um, you know, there's always room to grow and there's always room to be better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and do you feel like,
0: um, obviously, it's, it's great to have to, or to know the fact that you have, you know, different parts of the Southwest coming in to visit and people hearing your name to the point to where, you know, who knows, it might be on, you know, some of the the most talked about sites for people to visit in New Mexico. Um, what role have you, have you seen in this case, even growing up in, you know, the Las Cruces area and being in high school and, you know, tran- transitioning into different careers, what has it been to see Las Cruces evolve and what is it like in your perspective now in the community?
1: You know, Las Cruces is growing every year. You know, there's, there's new subdivisions going up. There's, there's uh, new places, apartments and everywhere, and there's more places to live. And, mm-hmm. you know, Cruces is growing so much and very rapidly that, you know, it's, it's a good thing to see, you yeah. know, because, you know, business like this can survive. Uh, because obviously, the more people, the, the merrier. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of great places in town to 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 eat and drink and do all that fun stuff. But you know, as, as Crucis grows out this way, you know, we benefit from it most. Um, but I just think that watching the the city grow, um, it's cool to see because I've seen it when it was, you know, little. Yeah, you know, and now it's now it's big. You know, it's getting bigger. So it's cool to see, man. Absolutely. Um, Now, talking a little bit
0: about yourself and obviously you as a manager, what areas have you kind of paid a little less attention to over the recent years and that you feel like you want to grow as an individual?
1: You know, my biggest thing is growing as a communicating with other people around me. Because, you know, coming from the golf course, it was very a small knit, like, Uh you know, $500,000, $600,000 operation. And so a lot of it was done. I was wearing all the hats. Yeah. You know, and, you know, Sam was with me over there and he took some of the hats off me and, but it was still hard for me to communicate. Okay. Because I wasn't used to giving up things so easy that I've worked hard on, Mm -hmm. you know, and that, that was very hard for me. And then coming over here. It was extremely hard to communicate, you know, because working that first year, you know, the 80 hour weeks, 120 hour weeks, you know, I was, I wanted to learn and I wanted to see what was happening. And so I was wearing, I was back to wearing multiple hats Mm -hmm. growing second year and third year, you know, letting these other people wear the hats and trying and still struggling to communicate with them on what's happening throughout the month or week is, is a tough thing for somebody of myself to do, you know, especially coming from wearing all the hats Yeah, and communication is obviously key in everything, you know, business relationships, you know, all that good stuff, because if you can't communicate with one another, then a lot of things are going to get lost in transition. And that is probably one of the biggest things for me growing wise is communicating, because like I said, I got a strong team around me, uh-huh. but communicating with them on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, um, it's still kind of difficult because, you know, I still got my other stuff I've been doing, you know, my job, you know, trying to grow in numbers and, you know, what's next and all that good stuff. And so, you know, communicating with my other staff with scheduling and hiring and all that good stuff, you know, it's difficult and it's a continued, you know, struggle, but, you know, I'm working on it. And, you know, that's, that's one thing where I can see if, if I can master that, you know, I, I'm, I'm set. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you brought up a good point because I feel like there was a point
0: in time to where people were allowed, employees were allowed to just be comfortable with one role. You know, you would see every now and then, like I would have friends in high school that maybe had a job and I was like, that's crazy. That's cool. You have a job, but then you would get those like smaller percentage, maybe 2%, 1.8% of kids that would have two jobs paying for rent. And that was crazy at the time. I yeah. they only 19 years yeah. old. I'm like, I'm living with my parents, uh-huh. you know, my parents helped me with college. But now I feel like it's normal to see a kid work at two different roles. So not only have one job, but also have another part-time job. Mm-hmm. And that is where you said communication is huge because they're not only thinking about
1: this. Oh yeah. You know, man. so it, they're human, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're my employees and you think that they're here, you do a job and mm-hmm. all that, but you know, they're human, you know, they're, they have lives outside of here,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know? So, you know, meeting with them and understanding what's our goal today. Yeah. What are we doing today? Um, You know, getting through the day, you know, communicating of that aspect is, is a big thing, you know, because if you don't communicate each day, it all just snowballs mm-hmm. and, you know, one of our customers has a bad experience because we let it snowball, you know, right. things like that. So, uh, you know, communication is very, is, it's key. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: it's expensive. There's, we're in different times now. And the more you're humanizing your employees, I feel like, like you mentioned, it's huge that it's not about here, you know? Yeah. It's great. You want to make money. You want to, you you took on the role to take on more responsibility and be able to take the blame as much as anyone else, but be the first one to take it. Yeah. And for you to, you know, highlight that it's okay to not feel like this is your only role. It's not life or death. You know, there's other things outside. You
1: know, it's not. And, and I've, I've come to learn that, you know, you you have to adjust of how you manage each employee. Yeah. You know, and that's, it's hard for some and it's not for others and it's, but it's, it's essential you know, because these people are, are are humans, you know? So
0: what's your opinion? Cause I'm, I'm kind of like 50 50 on certain things where it's definitely circumstantial, but do you feel like as a, a mentor or coach that has a good amount of people on their team or in this case under them that they're managing or they're guiding or supervising, do you feel like it's more important to be more coachable towards each one's specific strengths or be able to set expectation for one goal and coach everyone the same way?
1: I think you do a little bit of both. I think you set expectations for your employees, um, but you have to get them there. Yeah, you know, you, you you can't be stuck in the way that you want to do it. You have to help them achieve the goal because essentially that's your goal at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to set goals for your bartenders when they have staff competitions, you know, who sells the most 1942 today? Yeah, uh, you know, being able to coach them and be like, well just go talk to them ask them if they like tequila, mm-hmm. you know, it, because we got a special, we got a thing going on and, you know, strive for the 1942, you know, things like that, you know, because if they sell a lot of 1942, that's good for the business. You know? uh, no, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a cool one though. Yeah. I, I you know, we, we, that. we have competitions like that all the time. Who sells more staff rounds, who could sell the most, Placé Azul and, you know, they get money or, you know, tips, you know, we try to keep it fun, you know, yeah. at the same time, but you know, at the same time it's, you know, helping the business. Yeah. And I like the fact that if they
0: don't get there by one method that she used, it's not, Oh, give up and just let them figure it out. It's all right. Let's uh, find another way you can do it. Yeah. I
1: mean, yeah. I mean, we run those competitions, you know, once a month or so and some girls won't sell any one month and you know, the next month they sell two and they're super ecstatic because they learned how to approach a table uh and try to sell that $30 shot, you know? So, um, It's it's cool to see them grow as a server or bartender. And, you know, I just enjoy watching it.
0: Yeah. And do you feel like it's just as important to establish some
1: type of confidence in them as well? For sure, man. Uh, You know, being a server is not easy at all. Um, You know, they're they're dealing with 50 seat sections and each seat has a different personality, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, especially with alcohol. Uh, So, you know, watching them do that, it's. It's comforting, you know, at some point. Well, especially if you see some that grow.
0: And I'm sure anxiety plays a huge part when you're working with a, you know, customer who may, you know, match up a little bit more personality-wise to them Mm -hmm. and then go to someone that's way
1: over the top. Yeah. Yeah, they have to adjust. You know, it's a series of adjustments. Just like sports, serving is the same way. Bartending is the same way. Being a cook is the same way. It's a series of adjustments getting through the day.
0: So what life methods that, you know, maybe growing up where you taught that you feel like have worked ever since you learned, you know, maybe at the age of four,
1: my parents always instilled, you know, hard work. Um, don't quit until the job is done. Um, mentality, you know, finish pulling all these weeds right here before you can go inside. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you've been a part of that style. And it's the same way here. You know, we, I set goals for myself every day of a to-do list every day. Um, and I strive to achieve every one of the things I've set on that list uh-huh. every day. Um, sometimes I don't get to it, but you know, that that's the goal, you know, hard work, you know, don't don't quit until the job's done.
0: Yeah. Um, do you feel like a lot of that, method methodology has transitioned over the years do you feel like you see now a little less lacking on some of the
1: ones that you mentioned yeah i mean prioritizing you know which one's more important at this time yeah um instead of going straight down the list look at your list prioritize first second third um and attack it that way because some things do acquire more attention than others and that's you know i've learned that since i started here
0: at what point did you see that as a huge role in your life to prioritize
1: things when i had my first kid (laughs) you know that's uh you you know having my son jeter you know changed my life you know i i was so just free of living and Uh you know didn't came and go as i went and when you have a kid you can do that you know you have to see what you're doing today does it fit around their schedule? Which do I got to do first? How do I go here? You know, like it, that's that's how it all started. And everybody out there that has kids understands. Um, but that has transitioned here really easy, you know, mm-hmm. because prioritizing my life, understanding that I need to prioritize here. It's the same concept. Well, it's
0: an easy adjustment to like you're going to prioritize the things that you want to prioritize. Yes, you yes, know? yes, yes. So I, I definitely feel like that was a huge transition for me from stepping outside of a sport in this case because you're such you know playing a sport's great i will always say like if you played a sport you have a foundation of what good character what working hard but at the same time you're one dimensional Mm -hmm. and a lot of these and even myself at a certain age between like the ages of 21 to 22 all i knew was baseball Mm -hmm. right so it was like if adversity hit me in baseball that was it my Mm -hmm. life was ruined Mm -hmm. but in a workplace it's totally different you know like you can't just be like all right, well, I'm gonna get 50% today because you'll, you'll get fired. Yeah. You know what I'm sure. saying? Like, you make the team, you're on that team till the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So, it was a huge adjustment. And as much as it can be a, a strength, it's almost like a, a Pandora's box because you get so comfortable with that. And then you get into a role to where it's like you are expected to do this. And if you do not do it, almost like you're interim managing, mm-hmm. like every day you are held accountable to do something.
1: Yeah. And it will show. Yeah. That's life, baby. Yeah. You know, if you can't perform, and your job, like you said, later, mm-hmm. uh, same thing with sports. You can't feel the ground ball short later. You know, someone's going to – There's you, everyone's replaceable. Yeah. Everyone is replaceable. And the quicker you acknowledge that and embrace that, the better you're going to be. Because yeah. even my job, I'm replaceable. You think if I left, this place would just stop? No. It's going to continue to go. So yeah. you, you just have to – have that mentality and you're not better than the other person no that's that's the wrong way to do it yeah
0: yeah you find your strengths find something that you're trying to do like you said try things try new things out um talking a little you know talk mentioning baseball what what was it like playing you know high school i always you were you were stud you know tell us a little bit about you know the last (laughs) 10 minutes that we have of your career in baseball and you know a little bit of your story and where you ended up and, you know, why you transitioned away. You know,
1: uh, I played baseball since, you know, I was five um, in the city of Las Cruces. Um, It wasn't my favorite sport, you know, once I, yeah, once I found football Mm. in fifth grade, you know, that I loved it. I loved football. I love the contact. I love every play is just, you know, hitting, you know, I I, I love that part. Um, But, you know, playing a different sport helped me get better at baseball, Mm -hmm. you know, football, you know, lifting and squatting and lifting weights and all that good stuff, you know, made me stronger and. Doing. Doing that, it like you always said, like play as many sports as you can when you're young, because all those sports can transition to make you better in a a same sport Mm -hmm. and, you know, growing up when I started playing football in fifth grade, you know, I was, I was a big boy. I was 140 pounds in fifth grade. Sheesh. Yeah. Sheesh. <laughs> um, but I started playing football and you know, you had to be a certain weight to run the bo- football. And I dropped 25 pounds in fifth grade. So I was uh, so wearing a trash grew? bag. To, pra- oh, really? to football practice. In fifth grade, my, you're wearing yeah. a trash bag. My dad would make me wear a trash bag every football practice. He'd make me mow the lawn in a trash bag. I would go for a walk in a trash bag. I would it was my sauna suit, you know, Dude, back in the day. Yeah, and great. um it's and I cut twenty-five pounds and I ran the football our last game in fifth grade. And <laughs> you know, that that was determination, you know. That's was that what
0: like I wanted a, to do. Was and, that a
1: mem like a, a memory you'll always have? I'll always have that memory, man. Um I will always have that memory of You know, my dad instilled me, like, you're going to do this. You're going to do it. And I did not want to wear a trash bag every practice, but he made me. And I I appreciate that, and I thank him for that. But, you know, going through that experience, you know, it increased my baseball. You know, losing Uh all that weight and being able to turn your hips Mm -hmm. and move faster and all that good stuff. You know, my two years after that, I got invited to play in Puerto Rico um, with um, East Los Angeles Baseball. And, you know, I was I was in the paper. They did a whole article. You know, that was cool for me. And just to have a little recognition, let me know that I'm doing okay. And, you know, going into high school, you know, it was a big transition, big difference, you know, big boys and, you know, throw harder and they hit farther. And, you know, football helped me, you know, get stronger and, you know, hit the ball farther and all that good stuff. And, you know, I ended up going to EPCC to play baseball. Came back and, you know, I was i was fortunate enough to try out for the aggies Mm -hmm. um it didn't work the way it was i wanted to but it was a great experience i loved everybody there met some cool people cool coaches and uh you know it's it's been a wild ride you know but baseball and sports have have created a lot of people that you know i truly cherish yeah and it took you places yeah man i got to see a lot of things bro and visit different States. And, you know, it took my dad with me to Puerto Rico. They allowed him to come and, you know, it's, it's been fun. And I can't wait to experience that with my son Mm -hmm. and, you know, go through all that. And it's, 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 I just can't wait. What are, so just off the top of your head, not to try to like put
0: you on the parent spot. What are some things that you are going to maybe guide him differently than what you were doing in maybe middle school and high school?
1: <laughs> um, I, you know, what? I, I don't know. It's, it's just, I just a, ask cause it's so competitive hard, now. I know. I know it's very, it's a money oriented, money hungry. You and you know, the, that kids travel that are, ball. Yeah, yeah, of course. And you know, my dad didn't know a lot about baseball when I was growing up, mm-hmm. but there's one thing that my dad did for me. And every time I asked him, like, can you throw me BP? Of course. Yeah. Uh, can you hit me balls? Of course. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's probably what I'll be doing for my son just be there for him, you know, let him learn by himself, Um, you know, teach him what knowledge that I've taught him or that I've, that I've known to apply to him, you know, little things like that. But, you know, I, I just, I just want him to enjoy the sport. Absolutely. And no tied result of the fact that
0: it's not about, you know, getting to the college level. It's just about enjoying it now. And I, I don't know, you probably see the same thing where I feel like there's, when they get to the middle school, high school, age it's so
1: stressful for them it is man it is i mean because everyone's watching yeah you know and they're starting to recruit so young Mm -hmm. that you know they're watching they're watching they're watching and they're putting through these these kids that are 10 11 12 there's just so much pressure and you know i mean that's what the world is coming to you know and trying to prepare our kids for something like that is you know i guess a necessity now but um i don't think that him going through those experiences is gonna deter his love if he loves the game or not, because yeah. I still love the game and I was judged every day, you know, college and all that good stuff. And I still play baseball to this day because I love it. Yeah. You know, it's it's just fun.
0: Yeah. No. It's my that's, first love. It's a great mindset too. Um, do you feel like aside from baseball was football something you were a little bit more curious about and seeing maybe how far you could have went with that? or
1: Yeah, uh, for sure. I, I tore my ACL my senior year, um, so I didn't get to play my senior year. But, you know, my junior year, I was almost a thousand-yard rusher, and uh, I feel like I was going to have some some colleges coming knocking on my door. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, when that happened, you know, I had to adjust. Yeah. You know, I had to adjust my life, and I wasn't going to be the same player I was. But, you know, I— tried to rock it out in baseball and I ended up going to EPCC and playing community college over there so it was an adjustment and a shift and but I enjoyed every minute of it.
0: Yeah. So two questions before we we head out. This one I'm I'm not going to judge you on but w- what is your take
1: on the the Oregon Mountain Oneiatte situation? I mean, it's always Onyate. <laughs> uh, I don't know how else to to look at it. Um I mean, I don't know, man. That's a that's a good question, but I don't I don't have any take on it. But I like Onyate. You like you like yeah. Oñate. I like I like there I mean, Oregon Mountain's cool, but <laughs> it's not cool. It's not cool. It's not- <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> I don't want to step on any. No, of that's stuff. fine.
0: No, it's it hurts just the fact that there's no year record, and I've explained this to you know my pops many times. But I just wish there was a a, a differentiation in the record books of. Oniata's record books to Oregon Mountains. <laughs> yeah, and man. That Why was, not? That was tough. Yeah. It's like you worked so hard to get, you know, to the playoffs or, you know, knowing with, you know, Oniata's football history at some point just kind of changed. Like, yeah. So, um, all facts aside, it's thank you again for taking the time to sure, to, man. to do this. Yeah. And where are you at with life right now? Like, where, where do you plan on being five years from now? Well, you know, 35 years old and, Tell me a little bit about what you're thankful for and the business that you've
1: created. You know, I'm thankful for my experiences, man. And not only that, but I'm also thankful for my failures failures because you know, that's, I'm, I'm not a I'm not scared to fail. Uh-huh. And I feel like, you know, you get thrown into the fire a lot in life and in this business. And sometimes you're going to come out on top and sometimes you're not, but each way, if you come out on top or if you don't, you know, you're going to learn, you yeah. should learn mm-hmm. because if you don't learn, then it's just a wasted experience. Um, so learning from, learning from that type of stuff and, you know, where I see myself and my family in five years, you know, we're building a house right now. Um, awesome. Congrats. yeah, thanks man. And you know, it's, it's our dream home and you know our kids are going to be older in five years and I'm pretty sure we'll be traveling and doing all that good stuff, man. And, you know, it's just going to be a fun opportunity I can't wait. And, you know it's five years is it's hard to look at but i know it's right around the corner man yeah yeah
0: yeah well again thank you thank you to the blue moon for you know being able to host this and yeah for sure um
1: good Anytime. luck dude good yeah, luck. i appreciate you man thank you this is awesome that you're doing this bro and you know I, there's no doubt in my mind that you'll be able to grow and succeed my man yeah i appreciate it you got it brother thank you all right